0: We are still on break. This is our interim show. Replay, top number three episode from season two. Titled, Family and Village. This is a discussion that I had with my son, Terrence Whitehead, about his children, about his expectation of what it takes for... His children and other children to have the family and the community village dynamic that they need for their success. So, I hope you'll enjoy the show. I want to also thank everyone who has already subscribed to my podcast, but some of you are listening but haven't subscribed. Please subscribe to my show. I need those numbers to, to flow so that I can be able to gain the resources to do more on social media to help you as well as others. I also want to thank everyone who has already purchased on my new business, GenQK Boost. Thank you for supporting me. I appreciate you. I've heard some good reports on the ginger shots and other products. And I also want to thank those who have also purchased my most recent book, Holistic Wellness Mind Body Spirit. If you have not purchased a copy, please go to Amazon where you can get a, a book or ebook, or you can purchase a book directly from me from Dr. Annette and I will send that copy. Sign it and I will send it to you. Again, thank you for all of your support. Please tell others about this show so that we can gain the momentum that is needed for us to be successful. And again, enjoy the show. Well, it's another Thursday and it's time for our podcast. I want to thank you for tuning in to Dr. Annette West Speaks. I have in the studio today with me, uh, believe it or not, it's my son, Terrence. And you're probably thinking, why is she talking to her son? Well, because sometimes we have discussions on this show. And today I'm going to have a discussion with my son. Welcome, Terrence. Hey, what's going on, man? Hey, baby, good to have you with us. So I wanted to—I yes, want to uh, <laughs> I speak, or we want to talk a bit. We don't have anything scripted, but we had a thought today. And as I was talking to my son some weeks ago, we were talking about teamwork and you know what it takes to groom children the way that they—they uh, they need to be in this uh, day and time. You know, this is 2019. It's a different world from when uh, many of us grew up. And so there's a a different expectation as to how we should be handling our children. But then again, is there really a different expectation? And so as I was talking to my son, um, we were kind of talking about, you know, what part does a parent play? In developing their children into productive citizens, and Terrence, can you have two children that are teenagers? Um, tell us the age of your children, and then share with us what your perspective is on what it takes for you as a parent to help develop your children.
1: All right, um, my daughter, uh, you know Tink is um, she's sixteen, about to be a junior high school. Uh, TJ is um, about to start high school, ninth grade this year. And um, beautiful babies. Uh, couldn't have asked for anything, anything much more than what I have thus far. Um, prayerfully, it continues. But um, I guess to ask you a question. Um, I think parents we play a, a huge part in developing our, our children. I mean, uh, aside from us making them, bringing them into the world, I think you know once they get here, our job is to ensure that we fill up them as sponges with with as much of what we have to um, prepare them for the world, to, to be able to, to build trust and protect them and really give them the tools so when we're not around to protect them, they can protect themselves.
0: That's good. We, we've seen, um, well, you know, we've, we've seen in the media a lot of different situations that have arisen, a lot of um, issues that children are now in, uh, maybe no... Uh, maybe nothing on their end that it occurred, but they find themselves in um, situations with the law and different things. And I know we didn't even talk about this before, but it just hit me. How are you preparing your children to deal with some of the um, issues that are out there in the world and some of the injustices that are out there against um, children of color? Uh,
1: I'm just a parent where I feel like I'm gonna keep it real. Um, I think that a lot of times we trying to like, in thinking that we're protecting our children, we try to keep them away from things. Maybe um, I'm gonna put it all out there. You know, I'm, I'm not. I'm not about them going out and, and cursing out people. But yo, know, your father's imperfect, and if you hear a curse word in the streets, I don't want you to think it's okay. You're gonna hear here first. You're gonna hear about all these bad things, all these things that could affect you negatively here at home. And I'm gonna hopefully give you a way to to deal with it, not saying that they're going to overcome it. You know, we, we're we not always triumphant, but um, I'm, I'm going to give them what I got. And, and if that's not enough, then they'll build throughout their own trials. But they can hopefully always look back and, and say, well, this isn't surprising that these guys out here on the block are telling me to do this. I ain't know about that. So I'm not going to get bamboozled. You ain't going to pull me into something like I'm, I'm some dumb-dumb. Now nah, I'm smarter than that. So, I mean, that's that's my goal.
0: And so when we when we hear the term and we talked about this at one time before, you know, it takes a village to raise a child. And as, as I look back on this and I remember um, some of my African counterparts from Nigeria, from Sierra Leone, from uh, Kenya, um, using that that phrase, and it really reflects the um, culture as to family and community. And I thought about um, like what scriptures, because we are faith based people and we want to make sure that we are able to keep God in alignment with what with what we are sharing. And so I looked at Ecclesiastes uh, fourth chapter, and Isaiah, the 49th chapter, and it really expresses um, like unity, worldwide Worldwide view regarding unity and self-sacrifice. So how do you see that thought of what it what it takes, you know, to raise a child? Does it take a village or can parents just do it by themselves?
1: Um, no, I think it, it definitely takes a village because, as I said earlier, we're not perfect. And I can look at how you and dad raised us, uh, look at how, you know, my grandparents were to, to you all. And I think for me, I just try to take a little bit, and then when I have my opportunity, you know, I put it into effect. So I guess in the essence of parenting, you don't have to be right there to be part of the village. But I I believe that we definitely need help as parents from those around us. Um, It's good to bounce off of people, to to have people around you that you trust, that will give you inputs. And I'm not saying that you got to follow their input. But it's just good to hear something else to kind of keep you, yeah, open perspective, I guess. Um, it's good to have choices. It's good to have different things to, to look at, to, to figure out which direction you want to go and what, for you.
0: Mm. Well, you know, when we look at our children, we 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 should know that they are blessings from God, that we have been allowed to um, bring them into this world, nurture them while they're in this world, and develop them into um, productive kingdom citizens. How do you see what you are doing, or do you have any specific pointers that could help someone else as to how to raise your children into productive kingdom, not just citizens, but kingdom citizens?
1: I mean, you know, I believe that now at this point in my life, you know, being forty plus and going through some of the things I've gone through just as an adult, thinking that I knew a lot of things that I really didn't know until God put me through these things and I came out, my my, my mindset was changed and totally different. I think that um a lot of times in life, we get consumed in the world, in which case we lose sight of the kingdom. And I'm only speaking for myself. I can't speak for anybody else. You know, I say that, you know, I'm doing this because, you know, I got a relationship with God. I got a relationship with God. But it's like, I don't call God, but once a quarter. I don't call God, but once a year, twice a year, usually when I need something. But when I chose to put God first and to focus on God, everything else around me got better. So my understanding and what I tell my children is, I got this term, it's called stw and it's like forget the world and i'm not saying forget the world if the world doesn't exist but don't let the world take precedence over god and the kingdom because this is all temporary and at the end of our day you know what i'm saying we, we want to be like we lived a productive life where we didn't take from people where we didn't do wrong by people because the golden rule is something that our society has obviously forgotten a lot about you doing to others as you would have them doing to me the things these people say on TV that my children see on social media, if I'm not here to pretty much choke choke those things out as they bring them up or as they see them, they're going to start to believe that. And and that's how the world grabs our kids. So I have to tell them, like, nah, you you can't. You can't. You can't allow it. Read it. See it. But understand that it's not real. It's real enough to get you caught up. <laughs> but But that's not where you're supposed to be.
0: You know? That's good. That's good. Hold that thought. So Terrence, in respect to um, it, taking a village to raise a child, how do you see yourself? You're raising your children. And I don't want to say that because they are my, your children are my grandchildren that, um, you know, I have this uh, great mindset about them, but I want to say that I do have a great mindset about how I feel about the way they are developing based on me sitting back and watching engagement and how you and your wife, Yolanda, um, you know, deal with deal with your children. Um, I, I, I love that <clears throat> you are exposing your children to, to so many, um, varied things, um, I probably would say when we were parents, when we were younger and your parents, we probably didn't do all the things that we could have done as an as a parent because maybe we didn't know certain things. But I think it's important that once we do learn something, then we should be able to work differently in respect to those things in helping our family uh, to develop. So I think we we work well with what we know, but then there's still opportunity to to learn more. And so um, your children seem to be very well-rounded to me. What do you equate that to? Um, I I equate
1: it to, um, and being honest, uh, to me being uh, well-rounded. I'm far from perfect. However, I think that some of the experiences in, in my life, you know, being retired military, um, traveling the world, meeting a lot of different people, you know, people that we're we're supposed to fight in wars and, and recognizing that, you know, some of these folks is all right, learning about their religions, um, being able to have a conversation with someone that I've been told to disagree with, but then understand that they're a human being and they got a good heart. Um, teaching self-respect, um, making sure that my children have knowledge of self. And when I say knowledge of self, it's just understanding who they are, what their purpose is, and how they're supposed to represent themselves and, and us. Because they are a reflection of, of, of us as their parents. And we put a lot of work in to making sure that they shine. It's no different than somebody having a car. You get a new car, what do you do? You 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 waxed it, you know. You 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 put the air freshener in there. You, you got the seats looking all good, you know. You got the rims on it, whatever. So when we have these children, why should we treat the children any different? I mean, I'm not talking about uh, materialistic things, but the same way we put energy into these these possessions, we should put these things that energy into our children, our most prized possessions. Um, yeah.
0: That's good. So when, when we look at our children and we talk about, you know, it takes a village, it takes a village to raise a child in the community that you live in, do you see this, uh, thought process being lived out?
1: I, let me stop. From my standpoint, I say no. However, um, maybe i'm only seeing what i want to see you know my children are a little older so there's only certain families out here that they may even connect with um so this this community here we moved here thinking it would be the the um the american dream type of community where everybody's good with everybody and you're barbecuing and you're hanging out or whatever did you really figure out that you don't really want to be around people like that. So, um, no, that, that doesn't happen. But there are some families that we're good with and their children are relatively close in age and we're okay with them. And I know that they will look out. But then there's some other people, I believe, that if they had an opportunity to look out for my child, they might not. You know what I'm saying? For whatever reason, no, they would not. Now, would I? I would. Because it's a child. And I believe, like I said, children need to be protected. And if I can protect one, then I will. And I think it should be that way across the board. Um, you see something that you can you can keep from happening and, and keep somebody safe, then you should do that. If, if it's talking to someone, I like, hey, a little boy running off at the mouth for being disrespectful to somebody, right. I don't have to know you or your parents to kind of pull you to the side and have a conversation with you.
0: Right,
1: right. That, that's what happened back in the day when I was younger. You know, hey, family got, families has the ability and the right to check family. So if I drop my children at such and such house, I'll never have to worry about them getting out of line. Because they know they're gonna take care of me. And that's part of raising them, is holding them and holding them accountable, making sure they understand, being accountable for the things that they do.
0: That's good. I know I've had um some conversations with your babies, especially um Tiana. <clears throat> and um I find your babies to be very um sensitive. To people, you know, when I think about the Bible and I think about the word love and um, compassion for people, I I gain that, I glean that from your from your children when they talk about things that are going on in school and when they talk about people, they don't talk about people to to bash them. They may talk about a situation and then they may tell how they feel about it. You know how I remember Tiana said it made me feel sad. You know you know um they you know that they didn't treat that person nice you know they they you know they bullied this person you know you know and things of that nature so I, i i see how your children are very sensitive um to the to the needs of others but then their father is very sensitive to the needs of others too and so i guess you know that's that's one of those um characteristics that has um you know, flowed into them from their parents as well. And so when you are, um, when your children come and they're telling you about a situation that arose or something and how they're feeling about it, how do you, how do you as a parent, you know, engage that?
1: I'm probably one of the most, I'm probably pretty insensitive to them when they bring me their stories. (laughs) Um, and, And I think it's more of a tough love thing. You know, I do a lot of stop crying. Um, how does it affect you? I get that your feelings are in it, but let's look at it from this standpoint. Um, you know, there's different type of nurturing. And I think me and my wife, Yolanda, we do a good job of, of balancing it out, With her being the super sensitive and the hugger. And I hug and kiss my babies every day. But some things, I'm going to come at you, I got to keep it one with you and, and let you see what the world sees and what these people out here see. Mm-hmm. Can't sugarcoat it sugar-coated today, you're gonna think it's the norm, and then when you get out there in the world and you get smacked with something, you're gonna be looking around crazy like, "Yo, what happened?" And, and that's what I don't want to happen. That's, I don't know. Oprah, I hope I answered your question.
0: Yeah, <laughs> no, I think I think that I think you brought up a, a really good point that um, you have to be willing to allow your children to experience and be exposed to some things. And that you will allow them to share those thoughts with you, but you choose how to respond to it. And I think that's good because, you know, the reality of it is there are some societal norms and there are some people outside the walls of your home that would see your children not make it another day. And so it is very important to have those conversations with them. It's very important to help them to find balance and how they look at situations, and how they deal with situations, yet still keeping the compassion of the Lord at hand.
1: Yes. And then, and then that comes back to the the, the the golden rule. And I think that if we use the golden rule as people in our society, a lot of the things that are happening, that we see, that have really been happening throughout life, except, you know, media has more access to this stuff, so now everybody sees it and they're like, oh my gosh, but treat people the way you would want to be treated um. that's it. Be respectful of people and their space because you want respect from people and you want people to respect your space and we teach that to our children. Don't take, earn. You understand what I'm saying? Tell my son, let me tell you something. And these guys get in your face, what does it mean? What, what does it mean? Every action has a reaction. You see what I'm saying? So when you want to talk about pride and stick your chest out, there's a lot of cats that don't know no better, or ain't been taught like you, and they will really, really quickly resort to a pistol. And then, because you decided to to push your chest out, now nah, I got I got to push you in the car. Now nah, we avoid things like that because they don't mean nothing. Half the people that they gonna encounter that's on their level will have no impact on how they move through life it's it's a it's a it's a season and as you always say that too shall pass
0: And it all and the, and the reality of it is, it it does. You know, I think in the moment when things aren't going the way that you think they should, it just seems maybe like, oh my gosh, nothing's working, everything's going away. And then tomorrow, it's like, oh, I I, I rested well. I woke up, and it's a new day, and I can look at things with a clearer mind. And so it's very. I think I think you do a good job in not allowing your children to wallow in situations and um, help them to, to to refocus. And I think that's important as parents.
1: Hey, give it to God. I know people don't, people don't like to hear that when they going through things, but it's like, you worrying about it. If there's nothing that you can do to control it, are you going to stress yourself out? You know, uh, easier said than done, but but let's, let's, (laughs) let's try to get there. Give it to God. you will let God work that for you. And you just stay positive. That's
0: good. Back in, um, I think it was about the sixth episode of, uh, on the podcast. we actually had, we talked about, um, success, successful parenting. And during that, um, that, that episode, I actually talked about different, um, different ways that parents parent, basically parenting styles. And, um, I'm just going to mention what they were real quick. And then I'm going to say some about one of them. One was a dominating parent. One was the doting parent. One was the dependent parent. One was the detached parent, and then the last one was the developing parent. And the developing parent, um, the scripture that we could look at is Luke 2 and 40. And this was the parent that seeks to teach a child and develop him and and or her in their character. These parents tend to be loving, encouraging, comforting, and sincere. And as a result, their children grow up to be secure, confident, compassionate, honest and wise. And so when I look at the developing parent, which is the way that we should be out of all five of those, I see you and Yolanda as parents that are teaching your children how to develop as young men, a young man and a young woman, how to develop in the Lord, how to love the Lord first, how to be encouraging and empowering to themselves and to others and to be honest and wise. So I see that the two of you are doing an exceptional job with that. And I'm not saying it because you're my child, but it excites me really to say it because you are my child, that this is an outcome. (laughs) So how do you feel about that, Terrence to know that even though that may not have been your intent, that's exactly how it's flowing.
1: Um, I mean, obviously thus far, you know, when I say to this point, you know, I'm, I'm proud, uh, I'm happy. They're doing a very good job, but I know it's not over. Um, you know, just because I see them doing well, you know, I'm I'm, I'm devoted to, to see it through, and they're gonna always be my babies. I, I don't care what age they are. So my parenting is never gonna stop. They're always gonna have situations. They're always gonna be going through life the same way. I didn't know everything, and I will come back to you all and have conversations at 30 some years old because oh my gosh, my life is like this. <laughs> and you guys, you guys give me your 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 two cents. I take it. Eventually, I got I got fifty cents. Eventually, I got a dollar, and and, and, and then and then I use that, and, and I purchase something of worth, right? So that that's all I want. That's all I want them to do. I mean, it's great. Um, it feels good to to know that they are representing themselves and us well. And I just I just pray that it continues. You know, as long as they're in my house, they don't have no choice. So I I just pray that it, but it does continue, and that they see, and that they take this. And whenever they have children, I tell them constantly, man, you want to get better, right? Every generation should be better than the last generation. That's right. So, I, I, you know, I was at church, uh, I don't know, a week or two ago. And Pastor said something was on point. He said something along the lines of, um, you know, people are saying that children are our future, right? But as true as that is, children are also our right now. So, we can't wait to give them things. You know, like people got kids that are, they don't discipline them until they're five years old, seven years old, and then they wonder why they're hitting them and they're doing all kind of weird stuff because you had the opportunity to control that when they were one or two, when their mind was, was, was young and, and, and they were sponges and they hadn't had an opportunity to figure out there's other ways to do things besides the way that you tell me. Yes. You, you know, as, as parents, it's like, we're in control. A lot of people might not ever be in control of their job. They might not be in control of their house. But to your children, they should look up to you. For encouragement, love, support, uh, discipline. They look up to us. And it's no worse than, and it sucks when when a child is looking up for somebody and they're not there. Mm, and yeah. whether, that's, whether that's physical or, or whether that's Emotional, uh, whether that's whether that person's mental isn't even there. To the fact, like you mentioned earlier, the, the, the slave mind—they don't know what they don't know. So you got five hundred slaves on the plantation. You got three slave masters or three cats out there in the field. Numbers say the workers should be able to get away with something, but they all—they all, they all shut. They scared. They don't know no better. They don't know that it's possible. People in certain environments have to understand that it is possible. It's possible to change what the past generation passed on. Sometimes, you know, folks just got to grind a little bit more. I've been blessed to, to, to be able to get to where I am. And I just think it's possible, you know, definitely think it's possible
0: yeah this this has been this has been real good um real good and so um i guess on a on on a final thought um we had talked before about um teamwork, and I just want you to share a like a thought with us on what have you taught your children about teamwork that could benefit someone who's also listening and that could help them with their children in this area
1: well since i as i coach. Um, you know basketball. Uh, and I've done that since before my children were born. And I've been a part of teams. I think that's that's what's probably most important is that I've experienced it. I, I know being in the military that I needed this guy to have my six. I need this dude to have my back. I know that if I didn't do this, this could negatively impact this. So, team is everybody playing their part. You know, they say there's no I in team, but that's true. It's a group of people that work together to complete a task, mission, goal, objective, and I want them to be goal-oriented, task-oriented, to know where they want to go, and then try to build a plan on how they get there. And I say this, we can build plans, we can have regulations all day long. You try to stick to the script, but you got to be aware that at some point in time, you might got to sidestep and adjust. And if that's the case, you do that, and, and you keep it moving. Yeah. So, under, basically, making sure that they understand what team is, and they do because they've been on teams and different organizations within the schools, and um, just not being afraid to do your part. That's
0: good. Yeah. If everybody else, if everybody does their part, then there should be good success for everybody. That's it. Do your job. <laughs> when you tell people at work, do your job, man. Do your job. <laughs> Give me one second. So Terrence says we were um talking about um teamwork. I remember um maybe a couple of months ago coming to a track meet for your daughter. And it was the first track meet that she had run. I forgot what race she ran, but it was her first time running it. And she was doing the um, was it the discus? No, the javelin. And and it was the first time she had done that. And so she was doing two firsts on that, at at that track meet. But, and she did her best. But it's not her that I want to focus on. I want to focus on how we were standing at the, um, at one of the fences. And the little people were getting ready to run a race. You remember that?
1: Oh, yeah. Yes, ma'am. That was, um. That was cool. It was, uh, you know, it was it was mind blowing in, in a sense, I guess, because what I'm used to in in basketball coaching at you know the the middle school, the the the, the teenage level is parents are super intense, and you get these folks in the stands that you know they they, they yelling and they they they, they rah rah for their team with with no regard for the other team, not not you know losing sight that they're all kids. They still kids, so when I got out here and I saw the track meet and I saw these kids running, these young, these young babies, and they like four or five, look like they can't even walk straight, and they they lined up on the line. The coaches is out there helping them, and once that once that pistol blow, they all start taking off running, running their heart out, and every parent on the sidelines cheered on every single one of those children, regardless if they were part of their club or not. To me, I had a moment where I was like, this is this is this is amazing. And this is what I would love to see in the world. That that we can all come together. That's when I saw a community or, or like that village is. Mm-hmm. We're all encouraging these children to make it to the finish line,
0: right? Yes.
1: To make it to the finish line.
0: And um, I tell you, when I thought back about that is a really great example that, you know, you, you teach them young. If If we as parents can teach them young, and keep that focus as they are developing then the parents that will be in the stands when they begin get to middle school and high school will be parents that understand village and are cheering all kids on or or they will be cheering their team on but not tearing down another team they will be cheering those who are doing their best and not tearing anybody down in the process
1: yeah because we should want we should want all of the children to be successful you know yeah that's it i don't want yeah, get, to get off topic but yes we should be supporting all of the youngest, you know and, and and encouraging them to do great in life definitely
0: and i think you know we have so much we have so much wisdom in us we we you know we're developing in our wisdom and with this wisdom we should be willing to help other people as well. And that's why uh, you know I see your heart is always trying to find people that you can help, that you can encourage, that you can empower, that you can press forward, that you can see that they're able to do more and try to press them towards that. And that's what community is about. That's what this village is about, is about all of us, not just the children. It's about all of us looking at everybody to see the potential that they have and us being willing to help them towards more, towards greater. Yes. Yep, definitely. Well, I tell you, it's been, um, it's been a good amount of time here on this, um, discussion. There's not an interview tonight. It's just a discussion. And, um, we would have had probably even more discussion if we were sitting, um, and had a lot of time, but we want to be um, faithful to the time on this evening, and hopefully we'll come back with another family topic or something that we can discuss as well. Uh, Terrence, I want to thank you so much for coming in <laughs> and sharing with us on this evening your thoughts. Well, Ma, I want to appreciate, uh, well, thank you for allowing me the opportunity to talk. You know, we, uh, it's good. It's good keep doing what you're doing and, uh, you know, Prayerfully,
1: you know, folks will
0: lock in, and, and if, if we just reach one person, it's all good. It's That's right. Good. Each, each one, each one reach one. So listen, I'm getting ready to tune out, but I want to thank everybody again for tuning in. I want to remind you, if you have not subscribed to my new email list, please go to org and fill out the form to subscribe. Our newsletter. Our monthly newsletter will be coming out by the end of this week, so I want to make sure you get a copy of that. And thanks again for tuning in, and we will see you on next week.